I can't believe I came over and hung out with you guys after hanging out with Allegra. Why? I don't know. I just felt like I was there till like late, but I guess not late Bro, enough we were for the always studio. Showing back in the day. I'm Joe Rogan. Who's this? I'm Joe Rogan. <laughs> and who do we have here? Joe Rogan. Hanging out with? Joe Rogan. Hanging out with? Joe Rogan. We're the Joe Rogan experience with my boy Joe Rogan. Beers. And then my other boy, Joe Rogan. This is vintage. The fucking cajon with the cameras oh, on man. top. Man, yeah, with we the webcams. God damn. This yeah. is like before episode one. This is episode like negative we got two. The, mics. Yeah. the we drum got mics. Joe Rogan in the house. Hey, Joe Rogan here. Thanks for tuning in to the uh, Joe Rogan triplets. We got another. Joe Rogan here. Hey, how's yeah. it going? You're here witnessing the Joe Rogan experience with my boy. Still got the desk. Oh, yeah. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Check out the cut on this guy. <laughs> I literally have like the fucking fat guy full in the back of my head. Got the thumb head shit going on. Look at those Nikes, bro. Those are dope those are so dope those are soda pops we used to have here four beers but now they're only two beers <laughs> how many joe rogan <laughs> two beers joe rogan <laughs> two beers joe rogan it's like like we all know we're talking. It's like quick, it plays through quick time. It just goes so to my videos. videos. What I was thinking. What was you thinking, bro? Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> Why weren't we famous? That's the question on everyone's mind. Also, <laughs> the other question on everyone's mind is, where's the video? Here it is, baby. <laughs> What's crazy is I, at that time, I didn't even know, like, I just knew Joe Rogan on Fear Factor. Like, I didn't even know about, I never watched his show at that time. I remember I started watching it when I was in Asia. So we invented the term Joe Rogan Experience before you even knew that that was the name of the show? Like, I knew of the Joe Rogan Experience, but I had never seen it. I just knew it was podcast, and I mm -hmm. just was like, you guys are podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast. The same the Joe shit. Rogan Experience. Yeah. That's what everyone says, uh, too. Everyone always compares us to Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, nice. yeah. That's nice. That's cool. It is, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a good compliment. Yeah, because everyone, like, you know, they always talk about how much they hate Joe Rogan yeah, and how perfect. he's, like, ruining comedy. And Damn. They always say that about us, too, so it's kind of oh, nice, nice to be, like, put up there. Do, do they say that? He yeah, people comedy? also want us not to be on Spotify <laughs> nice. for different reasons. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, wow. That's cool. Live from the studio, my name is Jimmy Selesky. I'm Eric Glazer. And you guys just witnessed a blast from the past uh, of the olden days of the studio when we were still doing... We always talk about on the podcast that we used to do drum mics and webcams that were supposedly high definition, but they were most certainly low definition. And uh, I actually... You know, it was funny because we were talking the other night, and it was weird because it, it seems so long ago, like those videos, but then you think about it, it's like it was only six years. That's not that long ago. 
but i feel like i feel so far detached from that time in our lives yeah like i don't even know how to explain it it's like i don't know blast from the past now blast into the future yeah we got scott albrecht live from the video live from the video live in the studio Thanks for joining us, dude. Thanks for taking time yeah, out of your day. Thanks for coming all the way from the driveway. Yeah, man. And, California know. just to do the podcast. Thanks, mm-hmm. dude. I mean, I just needed to experience some cold and some friends, you know. So yeah, some kerosene, dude. Yeah, exactly. The olden yeah, days. They don't have this good shit over yeah, there. Mm-hmm. I know. They don't let good. you hotbox kerosene yeah. over in California. <laughs> Why'd you set all it's those illegal. videos to private, dude? What's um, going on with that? I think, uh, I don't know. I think it was just because of me trying to. I think it was more for casting directors and stuff like that. I didn't want them to see how awesome we were. Yeah, how awesome we were. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cast yeah. directors like we'd love to cast you for this part, but you're just too you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel exactly. like you're overqualified for this role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just didn't. Um, it's like the same thing with my Instagram, like having to like filter things off of it and stuff. It's it's kind of annoying like mm-hmm. how important that is, but yeah. It's funny to see like the time period and like, you know, it's always difficult to see what era you're in while you're in it. Mm-hmm. But then looking back, like maybe part of the reason why those videos seem so distant, uh, I was going to say is maybe because, well, I, the obvious thing would be because we have changed in our mindset. And so it, it, I literally do feel like when I watch that video, I'm watching a different guy. Yeah. yeah like sure. I, I understand that that is me. Like, I get it, but it's almost like the same way when you, like, see a picture of yourself uh, from when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny. Like, I, I'm talking on the pocket. My, I told you about, like, but my, my, my papool died uh, a couple weeks ago. And, like, when you're looking through all the photos, it's like you, you people send in a bunch of photos for, like, the slideshow and stuff. And, like, you're seeing a bunch of pictures you didn't even know you took, you yeah. know? And, like, a bunch of stuff from when I was, like, three or four. And it's always weird because you're looking at that picture... And there's a certain part of you that understands that that is you, but it doesn't, I don't have any like actual relationship to that person, especially when you're three. Cause I don't even remember being three really other than like very short, vague, snappy things. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, I'm almost starting to get to that point now, even looking at stuff from like six years ago, it's like, I get that that person is me, but like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like, and I think that's kind of like, um, how we how we perceive time really is is it's not like i always use the example of like when you're in high school high school seems like a long time while you're in it like the difference between sophomore the difference between senior year and freshman year seems like an entire huh you had to drop i had to i had to i couldn't (laughs) stop myself from saying sophomore dude but it's like the difference between those years like you look at that as like one era and then when you graduate like assuming you don't go to college like us you go into the work world and then four years just goes by in a second because if you're just doing the same thing for four straight years there's no like compartmentalization right. of time. Yeah. And so it just winds up being this like long stretch of like unidentifi- unidentifiable day to day shit. Okay. Like with high school, it's like every year is like a defined freshman year, sophomore year. And you're like, I had these teachers freshman year. I had these friends freshman year. Like this is my crush sophomore, so- sophomore, sophomore year, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like then you get into regular life and it's like if you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again, I think that's what happens is like you'll work at the same job for 20 years and be like, where did time go? And it's like, well, 
I think your mind literally perceives of time not as a duration, but as a... Um, Almost like chapters, like a book. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so if you live if you live 20 years as basically one long chapter, your mind will just say like, oh, that was a chapter. And that 20 years is the same as like high school, which is four years, you know, because it's just like that chapter is more involved. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. So I feel like now it's like, even though looking at that video, we're in the same studio. I mean, we are at least mm -hmm. in the same fucking studio. So it's, we're not yeah, really it's that far. It's kind of crazy to like look in the background of that video and be like, oh, yeah, the Godzilla poster is still there. The fucking yeah. Absol art mm -hmm. on the door is still there. Like it's crazy how long these things like because mm -hmm. there's definitely moments where I mean, because I've never in here. Like mm -hmm. when I come in, I'm like, oh, that's new. That's new. Like, oh, I, you know, I remember the black mass and the Godzilla poster for sure. But it also... It is weird, like you were just saying, how like time is, I don't know, time's a funny thing. Because it feels like I was here so long ago, but I remember when you acquired those posters when you were working yeah, at Cinemark. True. And like, I don't know. It's hard to see, like when you're living in something every day, it's kind of like, like, you know, we could look back at those videos and, and note that we all look different, you know. But what's what's weird is like, I always use the example like gaining weight because you know, that's just something that everybody, I guess, can relate to that and getting older in general. But like, it's hard when you just look in the mirror every day to actually like, you never really look any different than you did the day before. Like, there's not like one day you wake up and you're like, damn, I am way fatter than I was yesterday. Yeah. Or holy shit, I'm way older than I was yesterday. It's like right. every day is like this such a slow gradual change that it's only when you zoom out and right. look at like oh this was me six years ago you're like holy shit yeah i look way younger there but at no point in the past six years did i ever look at myself and go i look older right so it's like you can't even really see um progression of time until you like take a different perspective and i, I think that like for me at least like in my uh world I feel like when I think of six years, I feel like it was that was like such that's like a short time just because I'm comparing it to like times of the past. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the six years that I from that to where I'm at now, I've done like so many things. Oh, so yeah. in a weird way, like there is this sense of not like hope, but like, holy shit, like I, I lived in New York, I lived in Asia, like I'm living in L.A. Mm -hmm. now. Like and I had like I think of like even like my first relationship with like Allegra, like that was almost that time. And yeah. like, I'm like, holy shit, like that wasn't that long ago, but it seems like a, an eternity ago. And so thinking about like my relationships I've had then on too, and you know, all those things, like I've almost forgotten that stuff. And it's crazy. That it's is, actually you know, an like optimistic that. thing. I think that, that the way that we're all experiencing kind of like these blasts from the past as seeming like a long time ago is better than, because a lot of times people will look at something and be like, Holy shit, that seems like it was just yesterday. I can't believe that was six years ago. Yeah. I think that that's the worst place to be. Yeah. Because the way we're seeing stuff is... I mean, we're, we're all 30 now. Six years ago is a fifth of our life ago. That's true. That's yeah. true. So it is kind of a long time. It's, it's it, like when you look at 30 in one perspective, it's like, whoa, we're obviously A, older than we've ever been. That's a given. But when you Every look at it in the grand scheme of things, it's like we're still like hella young in the grand scheme of like our lives you know what i mean so it's like we might look at 24 like i remember like every year you know for your birthday you're fucking sitting there you're like holy shit i'm 26 now i have every year every birthday i've had i thought i was old and what's funny is the year after i look back on the previous birthday i was like damn i was young as fuck 
two years ago. But two years ago, I thought I was old as fuck. It's all just a matter of perspective. And I think that like when you're looking back at something six years ago and going, oh, this literally seems like so fucking long ago. You're thinking that because of how much shit has changed in your life and all the different things you've done and experienced since that time that you are further and further removed from that person you were in that video. If you haven't done dick since that video, then you're going to look back and still see yourself as the same person and be like, holy shit, I still feel like this guy, but that was six years ago. Yeah, yeah. And now I feel like, where did the, where did the time right. go? We're not asking ourselves, where did the time go? Yeah. We're asking ourselves, like, holy shit. I think what's funny is, like, even seeing younger generations, you know, and, like, because I don't feel any older than them. Like, there's so many times where I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm 20. I feel like I'm 21. Like, yeah. I get what they're doing and saying and acting like, you know, but they may look at me like, dude, you're kind of, like, old. Or, like, just thinking, like, um, I don't know. I guess maybe because it's uh, the industry in LA that, you know, age is a thing and we all want to like seem as young as possible or be as young as possible. And, um, did we fuck up by saying you're 30? No, 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 no. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that it's funny that Gen Z, for example, like they'll one day be like yeah. the age that I'm at. But because they haven't experienced that thing yet, they just see us for. Like how we would see maybe teachers at Towson High School, you know, we'd be oh, like, yeah. dude, they like seem old as shit. Like Miss Kirschenbaum, like she's an adult. But then it's like mm -hmm. once you get to that age, you're like, whoa, <laughs> she like wasn't old at all. Like yeah, she like, was she like, she shouldn't have been teaching yeah. this kid. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> she not and, have been teaching these kids. So it's like things like that, you know, where it's mm -hmm. um, it's like relative, and you won't know until you like experience that thing. That well, you, you always like, have, understand. Yeah, you always have this idea of it until you're there, and then you realize like, oh shit, like. You know, I, I, I explicitly remember us. There was a guy you you worked at Lacoste in the mall for a brief period of time. Right. Yeah. And one of the guys you worked with was a rapper. Kevin. I was going to not say his name, but all right. Um, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who fucking cares? Should I give his last name, too? Yeah. Shout you got a social security number on hand? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and I remember at the time, what was he like? Twenty three. And we were like 20 or 21. Uh, maybe, yeah. He was he was like yeah. in his early 20s. He was not even like, yeah. he might have been 24 at the oldest, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he was like 23. Yeah. And we were like 20, 21. And I remember like us saying something, and this is why I didn't want to say his name, because this is just an example of how ignorant we were at the time. I remember us talking about him. We were like, dude, like, yo, you're still trying to make it as a rapper. You're like 23. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you? Like, you're fucking done. Right. And it's like crazy that that's how... We perceived it back then. Like, we yeah. literally thought, like, and maybe we were right. <laughs> we might have been right. Yeah. <laughs> we're sitting here like, oh, we were so far off base. I'm in the same garage I was six years ago. <laughs> oh, if only we knew now, we knew then. Um, but, like, it's funny that, like, we literally looked at 23 as, like, dude, like, if you haven't made it by the time you're 23, I mean, right. just hang it up. You know, and it's and that's weird because now 23, like, if somebody came up to me right now, is like, dude. You're in the same position you're at right now, yeah. except minus seven years. So you're right where you are, but now you're 23. I'd be like, dude, I'm fucking, it's in. It's over. Game over. I'm fucking famous. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just weird that like that. And now we're 30 and we have this whole different idea of 30. And now we're there and it's like, you can, it, you can only experience that by living it. It's just like anything. I remember sitting with my grandfather uh, at, at Christmas, like two years ago, or no, it was his birthday, which is around Christmas, like November something. And he was just like sitting there. We were drinking. He was like, holy shit, I am 87 years old. And he just had this like 
level of like self-awareness that I didn't kind of expect. Cause I guess, especially when you're a kid, it's like, I remember like talking to one of the girls at Rachel Morris's uh, babysitting back in the day, Ellery. And I said something like, yeah, your mom used to be a little girl. This girl's four. They don't really even conceive of the fact that like their parents also used to be babies. They don't understand that. They also don't even conceive of the fact that they're also one day going to be an adult. You know, so it's like I remember her just laughing and thinking like it was a really funny joke that I said her mom used to be a baby. Yeah. And I was like fucking laughing at me. I used to be a baby. I can still make it. Um, fuck, I forgot where I was going with that. God damn it. Oh, no. There was this level of like understanding at that moment. I was like, dude, like that's got to be a crazy feeling to have lived your whole life. And then one day you just are 87. And you're just sitting there like, I am the same person I was this whole time. I was 15. I remember high school. I remember like I have not changed, but I am now 87. And like that kind of when he said that, it kind of like made me think a lot. I was like, dude, like it's not like when you're old, you just are old. Like you just are used to it. It's like nobody's used to it. Nobody's used to life, really. It's like it just happens. And then you're just like, oh, shit. I guess I am me, but also now I'm 30 now. And that is weird because I always and everybody always had this idea of themselves and what they're going to be and who they're going to be. And then what you realize is there's only ever right now. Uh, the future is just an idea. And then once you're there, you realize that it's still just now. There's not any such thing as the future, you know, not to get too fucking space age on it, but it, it is true. It's like there is no such thing as the future. Everything has always ever been now. There's no such thing as the past even. Past is just a, a memories that we all agree on. Like we all agree that this happened. But it's not, it's not there anymore. We're right now. And it's only ever going to be now. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, live <laughs> for, for you. Yeah, we're having our <laughs> midlife crisis. <laughs> quarter life crisis. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, Take it, take it a step back in the more uh, calm, calm direction. <laughs> yeah, dude, we can go deep. I was like, should I go? Should I get into this? Uh, no, like, we, can, we just... can tap back into that later. But uh, you know, yeah. just zooming back out, dude. You came out to Fell's Point. Yes, yeah, it cool. has to be a nice kind of experience for you. Like when the um, uh, Evan, shouts out Evan Woodard, uh, most recent guest in the podcast before this one. Uh, mm -hmm. The salvage arc. He's very particular that I don't call him an archaeologist. Uh, which to that, Evan, if you're listening, I say, your page stands for salvage archaeology. So <laughs> maybe we need to take what a... What did you think it was? Salvage anarchy I thought it was or like, something? I thought it was like Noah's Ark. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of makes sense. Like Noah's Ark was like salvaging. Like it makes sense. You know, mm -hmm. I can't... So again, that's another thing that I'm going to be like, dude, like, you know, it's in the name a little bit. So he, I was supposed to go down to um, his place before my gig at Riptide and help him out with his OBS stuff. And of course, I also forgot that I am me. And so then I remembered, oh, I left my guitar at my apartment as I'm driving down to uh, Canton to meet up with him. And then I went to text him and I went, oh, I left my phone at the studio. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to drive back to the studio, get my phone, text him and say, I got to drive to my house now <laughs> and get my guitar. <laughs> and at that point, he was like, uh, he was like, oh, shit, man. Like, I got to get ready for a date at six. Well, I was like, all right, all good. And I was like, dude, well, you know, depending on how the night goes, like you should stop out to Riptide, 
you know, and stop in with her. You know, we're playing there. I'm playing there until 11. You know, nothing cooler than knowing the band. And then I said, arguably cooler than being the band. And I still stand by that. I think that there is something about, like, there's something cooler about, like, going into a bar and knowing the guy who's playing at the bar is cooler, I think, than being the guy who's playing at the bar. Because the guy who's playing at the bar is like, oh, he plays at a bar. Mm-hmm. But like being the guy who's like cool enough to like have an awesome job, but then also be like, yeah, I'm dope. I'm tight with everyone around here. That's cooler. Yeah. So you I look gave, like the man. Yeah. He looks like the man. And I gave him that opportunity. I was like, dude, you know, like, look, what are the three things we're trying to prove on a date? You're funny. You're stable. And you fucking you have some type of fucking swag, dude. And you have like people pay your respect. The number one thing girls are paying attention to when they're on a date with a guy is how is this man regarded by others? Mm-hmm. How does he treat other people and how is he regarded by and others? And how do they treat him? Mm-hmm. If you go to a bar and like fucking bouncers are giving you shit and just bitching you like, let me see your ID, bro. Bro, get the fuck back over here. It's like you look like a bitch. Can you imagine fucking Robert De Niro from Goodfellas going into a fucking bar and letting some bouncer talk to and make him seem like a fucking punk. Can you imagine him even waiting in line watching Scarface? Jamie Foxx. Didn't that happen to him recently or something? Maybe. And I'm sure he didn't just fucking stand there like a bitch and wait in line like a fucking frat guy outside of a (laughs) terrible turf. I think he just left. Exactly. King Kong ain't got shit on me. As you're like waiting in line. Colt. (laughs) Like, like, you know, there's certain things that like, look, at the end of the day, uh, you know, they're, women are looking for, they want to like, am I dating? Am I on a date with a bitch right now? Am I on a date with a bitch? Am I, if I marry this man, am I doomed to a life of waiting in line and getting treated like a fucking regular ass person? Or am I dating a dude who like other guys are like, Hey man, what's up dude? Good to see you. Like blah, 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 blah. Come on in. Oh, he's with you. All right. Come on. It, it's what you want. It's what you want. What you want. So when you're on a date, the first thing you should do is. Start somewhere neutral, you know, just so you can have a moment to like yourself with the person. And then after an hour, you've exhausted all small talk you can possibly mm-hmm. muster. Text a couple of your friends. Make them pop in. Say hi to you. Absolutely. It doesn't help. Like, it doesn't oh, hurt. Whoa, you're here, Jimmy? Exactly. Whoa, good to see you. And it doesn't have to be like, you don't want to be, you have to like gauge it a little bit. Because if there's too many people being like, oh, it's like, oh, it should be Have like, at least 20 people come up, <laughs> kneel yeah. by your table, kiss the ring. Buy you a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're fucking the horse right now. I don't think I have bottles. Did you buy this at the liquor just store? Just bring a box over. <laughs> <laughs> but there's certain things like that. So he came in, and uh, and uh, you came in. Yeah, me and Matt. Remember that? <laughs> I remember that, dude. That's Hell crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we went out to Admirals afterwards. And it was a, it was a cool night, dude. And it, I, I I always wonder, like, when you come back to Baltimore, and you know, I know that we've had this conversation in the past, but I always think it's interesting to kind of just check in. And it's like uh, the reason I brought any of this up is because he he said like something like "Welcome to Baltimore," and I was like, well, I mean, he's from here, but you know, you've lived out there for so long that I guess, you know, and it was, he just met you. So I guess he didn't put all those things together, but it does kind of have to feel a little bit like a welcome to Baltimore thing because it's like, you've lived out in LA for the past however many years. And like, even though this is your home city, there's, is there a part of you that, that like when you go out in Fells Point, you're just kind of like, I don't really know anybody here. Like this isn't my like crowd, you know, or do you just kind of feel at home? Yeah, no, I don't feel, I feel like this is not, I feel like LA is my home, 
Like I would even say maybe New York is more my home. Really? But I think because of more of my adult years um, have been spent in like those places as opposed to here. Mm-hmm. So like my experiences here are more so just like hanging out with like the friends that I know and not really like going out. Like I think when I started, when I moved from here is like when we just started kind of hitting downtown more like yeah. as far as like the bars and stuff go. Mm-hmm. And those are things that I really like. I feel like I didn't really experience other than like sometimes in Fed, you know, the cross street market area, banditos and mm-hmm, stuff. And mm-hmm. then um, Canton sometimes, you know, just doing like the, I don't know, what was it like Thursday night, like music festival. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. And I just noticed like even like Matt, I was like, yo, this guy Admirals. And he was like, oh, the Admirals cop. And he pulled it up on his phone. And I was like, yeah, yeah dog. <laughs> Duh, bro. <laughs> like, right it's just, it's just interesting to see that like, I just kind of like there's two ways I look at it. It's like on one end, it's like you could look at it two ways. Uh, the way I choose to look at it, as always, is a depressing way. And uh, just like, <laughs> nice. you know, if you guys come here and you're like, oh, like this is just this is like Jimmy's world, you know? Yeah. And uh, but coming from like a bigger city like Miami or L.A., it's got to be kind of like if I went to like Harford County and like some dude was just like cool with everybody in Bel Air. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, that's cool that you're cool with everybody in Bel Air. But like. What the fuck is Bel Air? Yeah. Like, I am I live in Baltimore, you know? I mean, I think that what's cool is that... Um, Not like, that Bel Air isn't part of the metro. I don't mean to take that away from you guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Baltimore metro. Yeah, you do suck, though. <laughs> yeah. I, like, it was interesting talking to that girl who was at the bar with your friend. Um, and she was saying, like, how much she... Because she's from L.A. Mm-hmm. And how much she likes Baltimore. And it was, like, interesting because we kind of, like, flipped, you know? And not saying that I don't like Baltimore, but um, whenever I think last time I was out here, I was at a bar with Gabe, and the bartender was like from somewhere in South America or some shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you okay? Like, why are you, why are you in Baltimore? Like, what what made you come you here? Okay? Like, what? There's nothing here in my perspective. Do you I'm need from help? Here, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so from you know coming from the the girl that the guy was um, dating, she was saying how you know awesome this place is and how like a gem it is and stuff like that and like i agree with her for sure but i feel like that's like living here like you wouldn't really experience or meet people from out of town you know well yeah and and that's look we take for granted the good things about the city because we just we we're used to it and one of the things that's interesting about baltimore and a lot of cities this size is all the talent really is locally grown because there's not a lot of artists that grow up in another city and go, I'm going to pursue my career in Baltimore. Pretty much anybody pursuing their career in Baltimore is from Baltimore. You know, if you go to New York, it's probably the reverse. It's like what percentage of people pursuing acting and comedy and music that live in New York are actually New Yorkers, you know, Mm -hmm. versus what percentage of people are from some other part of the same thing with LA, obviously. And so it's like, it it is a different thing that like our, uh, although it's, it's not even comparable in terms of magnitude, but are actually like when a band makes it out of Baltimore, it really does. Or like, even like when there's an actor that's from Baltimore, like somebody who does something significant, you do feel this like sense of pride because you know yeah, that that yeah. person's from here. They grew up with yeah. the shit that you grew up with. I don't think that New Yorkers have that. I don't think that people are like, oh, did you know that this band uh, is from New York? It's like, yeah, 
Shocker. Well, what band? They had fuck? good bagels growing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. It's like, you know, what do they move here after college and fucking like, you know, went to some like. Oh, they're able to be in a band because their parents are millionaires and they didn't have to ever get a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, mean, I feel That's like why no, they're famous. I feel like they still have pro- like, I remember when I was living in New York and it's like if a rapper's from Brooklyn, you know, like Brooklyn people would be like hyped about that. They'd be like, yeah. yo, Joey Badass. I feel like that's a little bit like, different. You know? Yeah, I think, New- okay, uh, let me walk that back a little bit because New York, I don't mean to put New York on the same page as LA because they are very, very different cities. And and one of the best ways to, to determine that difference, in my opinion, I always say, because I am now a big sports gambler, although I've had to stop this past week because I ran yeah. out of... My Money. gambling phone. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking got a calculator and thought you'd start winning. Uh, I'm going to start winning. I just haven't. <laughs> just taking a break real quick, dude. All right. Let's get back on track here. Jimmy um, keeps saying he has a system for online gambling. I do. And it has never worked. It's going to work. <laughs> I think I, the system should be do your system and then bet the opposite. Uh, that's also a system. Okay. Look, in the words of Thomas Edison, when I failed a thousand times inventing the light bulb, I didn't fail a thousand times. I succeeded at finding I lost a, thousand a thousand different bets. <laughs> I lost all my money and my family and my kids and eventually invented a light bulb. That's what he said. All right. So just remember things that way. No. Um, I always say there's no, su- in my opinion, there's no such thing as a home field advantage when you're playing in Los Angeles. When you go to a city like Baltimore and you're playing the Ravens, everyone in those, everyone in Baltimore, they fuck with the Ravens. They're from Baltimore. They they want the Ravens to win. There's a fucking the fucking crowd is going crazy. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it's the case when you go to a Rams game. It might look there are Rams fans, but it's very difficult for me to imagine that. Oh, it was St. Louis Rams two fucking months ago, and now it's the L.A. Rams, and now I'm supposed to believe that there's this like powerhouse, crazy, but passionate I think the Rams fan base. used to be L.A. Yeah. 50 years yeah. ago, mm-hmm. what would happen if fucking the Colts came back tomorrow? Are people just going crazy for the Baltimore Colts? Like, oh, they played for us in the 70s. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm a Ravens fan. But I feel like that was different because I feel like they like secretly just vanished and then we were like pissed off about it. Okay, you know? but my point is, it's like... But I feel like just living in LA, I feel like everybody is a Rams fan. Like, you're not going to see a Chargers fan. Well, I, um, I, I wholeheartedly think that the Chargers should have stayed in San Diego, even though they both technically did start in LA. So yeah. I get it. Are I just still never... like Raiders fans, even though they went to it's Vegas. It's like the like Oakland, the older yeah. no, like Latino guys and stuff mm. like that. It's like usually like those guys that are like diehard Raider fans. I sure. I really hope... I think they were in LA too. Yeah, I just don't it understand was why Oakland Raiders, right? But they were in LA also at one point, mm. not in San, in the Bay. It just doesn't strike me as and look, it might be a thing of like population density versus pop, just population like. There's so many people in L.A. that even if you only appeal to like 20 percent of the population with a team market, as opposed to in Baltimore, you kind of need to appeal to like 80 percent to get a solid fan base. If you can appease 20 percent of the fan base in L.A., you have a franchise, you know, so that's why they have two teams. You know, like I just didn't understand why we needed to go from Los Angeles having zero football teams to two in one year. And it's like, okay, what about San Diego? Why couldn't like San Diego is a big fucking city you know, they have like a solid fan base. Look how crazy they went for the Padres. Like they obviously gave a fuck, you know? And so it it just struck me as weird. My whole base, my whole point is, is that New York is different because New York, it has a sense of, um, and look, I'm speaking out of my ass a little bit because I've never lived properly in in any of these places, but just from, my vibe having visited all these places several times at this point 
um, my perception is that there is a much more palpable New York kind of like allegiance and type of like it it it, ha- it feels closer to the way Baltimore feels in LA does, and maybe that's an East Coast thing. Um, but there seems to be a little bit more of a home Homer type of vibe in New York than in LA. That's just the the vibe I've gotten. You know, there doesn't seem to be like people like I would say this. I think people are proud to be from L.A., living in L.A., um, because it says something about them that they're like, oh, I live in L.A. But in New York, they're like, yeah, it says something about the fucking city, baby. New York, baby. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's different, again, because I feel like, I feel like it's equal. I feel like the, a lot of people that I met in L.A., especially like when I worked in restaurants and stuff like that, like they were, you know, whether they were like the cooks or like, the dishwashers or whatever like they're the ones that like you know they're like more blue collar and shit just like in new york too you know and those are the ones that are just like the ones in baltimore where there's like that pride you know Mm -hmm. but i feel like of course like if i talk to like majority actors or you know models musicians like they're all from out of town so like they don't carry the same yeah you know uh weight as um, people in LA or New York do. Mm. But I think it is weird that like anytime I meet somebody in LA, I ask them where they're from and they tell me and like everybody knows when they like talk to me or like if they see me again, it's like, oh, that's the guy from Baltimore because like I'm always just bringing up Baltimore. Like you can ask mm. all my friends, like they'll even joke with me like Baltimore and like they'll like pull up my tattoo. They're like, yeah, this guy from Baltimore. Yeah, oh, he's going to Baltimore, you know? And it's just... It's funny because like I don't really think about the amount of times I talk about Baltimore out there mm-hmm. with people, but it's weird because like whenever I talk to anybody else out there who's from other places, like you know I don't ever like hear that. Like they don't yeah. really carry it like I do. So I feel like it's I don't know. Like I would say maybe New York and LA has more like pride in themselves than like people from like the Midwest, you know, or sure. something like that. Sure, I think that you there know? it is. It is weird to think like Do you, you know, know it's just because the people in the Midwest never leave, so you like never meet the super prideful ones. From, yeah, like true. You don't meet like a guy that goes hard for Oklahoma because right. he's never left Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. true, true, that's true. true. That's I, I do meet one. some, but when I meet some like guys from the South out there, which is like blows my mind sometimes. I'm like, yo, you're from Arkansas, yo, you're from Louisiana. Like, dude, tell me what the, is that like and like being out here. Well, there's cer- there yeah, are cool. certain states and certain areas that are known for being loud about the fact that they're from somewhere. For instance, yeah. you know, you know, growing up around here, Jersey, dude, if somebody's from Jersey, first of all, they don't even have to fucking say it. You know it in a yeah. second. Which yeah. is They a, will it, say it, though. It's an yeah. interesting... Oh, they'll say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but you already know. And that is another weird thing. It's like, it's almost like, it's like, it's just like a, it's kind of like I've always kind of thought in my mind, like, I can kind of tell when somebody's from, like, Essex or like East Baltimore like I can look at somebody and be like oh you grew up in like Parkville maybe but probably like overly Essex Dundalk Sparrows Point like I can just tell you know and it's like is that like a is there something in the gene pool over not not saying it better or worse not saying it's not better or worse I'm just saying (laughs) like I can kind of fucking tell you know and it's like you look at people from Jersey and it's like there's something just about the way they are that you can just tell you're like oh dude like you are from there. And so, like, Jersey has that reputation of being, like, yeah, I'm from fucking Jersey. Like, we got the best fucking pizza. Like, people say New York pizza, but, like, nah, Jersey, bro. I'm telling you, like, no, Jersey's the best. And then New York has that. Boston had that a little bit. I was talking about Boston and shit. Uh, DC doesn't fucking have that. 
Yeah. DC doesn't have that. DC doesn't have that, and DC has uh, more Michelin star-rated restaurants per capita than either of those cities. Yeah, and no one gives a fuck down there, dude. Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're proud, dude. You got a fucking they're DC good. tat on your fucking arm. Nobody gives a fuck. They're from DC, dude. It's a you happen to be from DC. You're not fucking shouting it to the rafters. Baltimore people are people know. And and mainly more so just Maryland as a whole. Yeah. Like we are known for like being obsessed with our flag. We put our flag on everything. Like Maryland as a whole yeah. is known for being like super proud of being from Maryland. And there's certain places that aren't. Like, okay, Chicago, yeah, Chi Town, yeah. But Columbus, Ohio is a bigger city than Baltimore, which always blows my mind. Bigger city in mm-hmm. th- those are weird technicalities though, because we're talking about the proper, like the actual city proper. And like Baltimore does have that weird thing where it's like the county city line where they don't count the the metro as part of the population, which in other cities they do. Like Columbus is still part of like a bigger county and they count all that as like Columbus, whatever. In Baltimore, it's like, yeah, we have 600,000 people in Baltimore City, but it's like if you factored in like any other city in the country where it's like you're counting population of all the surrounding areas, Towson, Columbia, like the fucking Baltimore metro, it is actually still like one of the top biggest cities. So, like, you look at, like, Columbus. Nobody's fucking screaming about how awesome Columbus, Ohio is. Mm-hmm. Nobody's yeah. running around, yeah, I'm from fucking Columbus, bro. You know Columbus. Like, no, I don't. No, I don't. Cincinnati Bengals, bro. Man, I don't even hear it from Cincinnati. Like, you hear it from, like, L.A., yeah. People in L.A. are always going, fuck, yeah. Fucking LA, uh, fucking like, LA. LA. always doing that everywhere you go. You can't escape it. It's like LA, New York, Atlanta, Chicago, A Town down, obviously. Uh, Miami, I feel like Miami. Baltimore. I feel like Baltimore is like relegated to the like always an underdog status. We are. So then we're never. We're always gonna be so hype about our city because no one else is. Dude, we, I, mean, I meet yeah. so many people from Baltimore in LA. It's it's fun. It's it's a good time. It's, it's like, always a good like instant connection with someone when you're not in Baltimore. Well, it's what's funny is like I'll be on set and I'm and like I'll talk to somebody and, and they'll be like, "Oh, where are you from?" I'm like, oh, "I'm from Baltimore." Like, "You're from Baltimore?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, dude, that guy also is from Baltimore. I'm like, mm-hmm. "That's cool." That guy told you he's from Baltimore too. So now I got you know. It's yeah. like Yeah. I mean, we all I feel like are. But most times, actually, when I meet those guys, they're not like from Baltimore. They're like from I don't know, like yeah, I'm from Middle River. County or like uh, one dude's I think like from Phoenix or something. Like it's like out outside of Baltimore. But I get yeah. like I mean nobody majority I would say probably like six out of ten people probably don't know where Baltimore is. So I understand why. If anything, like if they don't know where Baltimore is, they're definitely not going to know where like fucking. Columbia is or exactly. yeah, you know, Silver mean, Spring even, you know, like yeah, they'll just say Maryland. If you're like anywhere in the range from DC to Baltimore, depending yeah. on which one is closer, that's where you say you're from. Right. Obviously. Yeah. I, I, I always I always agree with that. And like when I was in Germany, like we would be like, Oh, we're from Baltimore and there people would just be like, Where the what? And we're like, <laughs> Oh, it's like by DC. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like when people get super or some people are even like, Yeah, it's by DC and New York. And yeah. they're like, Oh, now I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 It's in between those two. Like when people get like super picky about that shit, it just shows how like small minded they are because it's like, okay, dude, first of all, uh, even if I said Baltimore, like we're saying, nobody's gonna fucking know where that is. So especially, no one cares. I'm like, well, actually, I'm technically from. Uh, well, I think uh, Sparrow's Point. Sorry, I, I think people would say their state. Like, I never say my state. I just say I'm from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't say I'm from Maryland. Like, True. I never tell anybody I'm from Maryland. But most people would say like they're either from Maryland 
or it, whatever the state is. Well, that's what Logic, you know? like Logic the rapper, people are yeah. like, oh, like you're a DC rapper. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm Maryland. But yeah. he grew up in Gaithersburg. And yeah. that's understandable because Gaithersburg is not DC. Yeah. Like it's a very palpable thing. I really think it's getting, it's, it's parsing hairs when you get to the point where you're like, oh, Towson, no, you can't. It's like, really, dude? Yeah. Like, I, if, I, if I'm fucking in New York and somebody goes, where are you from? I have to go, um, Rogers Forge, Maryland. <laughs> Rogers Forge, ever heard of it? It's like, no, it's like, at a certain are point. Are you technically from Rogers Forge? No, I'm from overly? fucking, I'm from fucking, uh, like East Towson, yeah. East Towson. That'd be cool. East Towson, boy. <laughs> East Towson, boy. Rogers Forge, I mean, there, there's like a fun to that i don't know why it's a cute name that's yeah, right it's nice yeah. but it's like it's it sounds like, like almost like that ocean city place what is that place jo- jolly rogers or jolly rogers yeah yeah. Like, yeah if i'm in first of all if i'm inside the baltimore beltway shut the fuck up as far as i'm concerned that's a ridiculous <laughs> argument it's like dude literally i'm inside the the circle that surrounds baltimore area i'm in that circle yeah so what the fuck are you talking about yeah. i can understand maybe having that issue with somebody who lives up in like parkton but even then it's like what county am i living in bro what county? Do me a quick favor. What's the name of the county I'm in? Uh, 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 b- b- Baltimore. All right. If you next fucking conversation, Baltimore. please. Next question. Thank you. you know. I see you in heaven. <laughs> they were talking about Parkson, bro. Yeah. That's what they're talking about. I think that guy is a like clothing company. Desmond now. Hammond. Or no, uh, Trait Razor. Oh, Trait Razor. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Damn. I was I just actually see him posting pictures of like OnlyFans nice. girls in his clothes. Nice. I'm like, I guess this is marketing now. That's I cool. way yeah. too often wonder what he's up to. <laughs> really? I like at least <laughs> at least once every quarter, like once every three months. I'm like, what are trait razors up to? Nice. Like I I I I'll just never forget. What was that one line he had? Like something like looking uh, like a platypus. Something, something, <laughs> something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I, yeah. I love that line. That's yeah. one of the all-time best amazing. lines of all time. Looking <laughs> like a platypus. What was it? What was it before? Was um, it? there was something like something condescending. My bank account. That shit is not descending. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. damn. Yeah, that shit is not descending. Let's go. I mean, like that's. There are, it's funny, like, I mean, it's funny because on one end, we're joking about it, but on another end, we're sitting here six years later, still remembering these oh, bars, yeah. and oh, it's like, there's a certain him. credit to be given to that. Is somebody just fucking, is somebody sitting in a garage fucking quoting Mr. Tonight right now? I mean, we did earlier. I mean, we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like, there's a certain thing, it's like, I, I, I was just wondering, like, Look, the thing with the rap career is rap is definitely one of those things um, because I try not to be exclusive when it comes to music in terms of like, you know, oh, like I I do honestly believe that as like uh, if you're like doing like rock music, like indie type shit, much like in the way that like being a stand up comedian, like most of the people that we would consider like the top of the game right now. Like that, the goats right now are like still highly relevant. Like Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, like they're all in their fifties. Mm-hmm. And so Louis C.K., like these these top brass guys that like are the biggest in the game right now are all at the peak of their careers in their fifties, which is interesting. That's kind of like the timeline for comedy, you know. And don't get me wrong, there's obviously people on the up and up, but even the people on the up and up are all like in their thirties, like Theo Vaughn, Shane Gillis, Tim Dillon, like the guys that are like the next generation of the big heads, like. 
they're all in their 30s. Like, there's not really, you don't really, when you think of like stand up comedians that are popping off, you don't think like early 20s guy. You really don't. Like that, when you think of a guy in his 20s as a comedian, you're thinking like, oh, you're doing like open mics and like weird local showcases mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, with rock music, I think the window is longer because I feel like, you know, you have guys like, I know it's a little bit different because like these people are already established, like, you know, like Adam Levine, Maroon 5, like whatever, 40 years old or whatever. But then you look at like a lot of these bands and they're, they're a certain age and it like makes sense. I will say that rap does seem to me to have a shorter window as far as making it. I mean, and then, it also depends on like what kind of music you're trying to make. Like, I mean, you can kind of like visually see the come up and the fall off of most of like the SoundCloud rappers mm -hmm. because they're making a m music for a generation that has aged out of that music. Yes. Yeah. It, it's very, it's very like your brand is very, very time sensitive. Like if yeah. you're going to be the face tatted, like zanned up fucking like, yeah, like little pump freak show isn't hot anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like you can't you can't be that same guy when you're 30 that yeah. you were when you're 20. Because if you truly were that guy, you'd be dead by now, by the mm -hmm. time you're 30. Um, but it's just like it, it seems like but then at the same time, it's like then you look at guys like Eminem and you're like, all right, like even with him, it's like it's just hard. Like I I look at like guys like G Easy and Logic, who I like a lot. But I don't know what Jeezy's doing anymore, to be honest. Um, if he's still active or not, I don't know. Um, but like those type of things, and I think this is particularly true with white rappers. White rappers might be the shortest imaginable window you can have. Like to be a white rapper, you're talking like there is an exact vibe you have to hit. Like young, chill, witty, and like don't give a fuck type thing. And that only works for a certain time. You cannot be a 40-year-old white rapper. I'm sorry. Dude, what was crazy was, you know, Jack Harlow's up for like, I think, best album or something like that, mm -hmm. right? And then everyone's like, yo, if he fucking wins this shit, it'll be like that whole Mac Lamore, Kendrick Lamar situation again. Yeah, yeah. There's no way he's going to win this shit, right? And then someone on Twitter like screenshotted his uh, Spotify account and it had he had like 25 million listeners monthly Macklemore. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? So then like I was like, that's interesting. So then I went to like look at somebody like Lil Uzi. And I was like, yo, how many does he have? He has like 24 million. I'm like, yo, who the fuck is still listening to Macklemore like that? You know? Yeah. I like, mean, what? I guess I guess his music, like when people added it to their playlists like eight years ago, it just never came out or something. I don't really get it. There's certain because Macklemore hasn't really put out music recently. I mean, I'm sure he, he has. has, but like, Maybe. it's weird. Like, I'm like Uzi, come on, dog. Yeah, I mean, it is weird because I do feel like there are certain bands that are just like industry plants. Like, Imagine Dragons comes to mind. Imagine Dragons has like 15 top 40 hits, and it's like, dude, I cannot think of a single song they've made. That has ever been anything other than a fucking change the radio song. Are they the ones yeah. that did the take me to church? No, no, that's oh, different. They that's have a radioactive, radioactive. They like, like they, they like found their like voice, but I think <laughs> what their voice is is like a notch above like stock music for commercials. A hundred percent. And yeah. I think like I think the most I hear Imagine Dragon music is in like car commercials. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like it, it like bands like that, like Charlie Pugh comes to mind, the the guy I was like, it's been a I mean like Mumford and Sums were kind of that but vibe they, for a while. Like they had their own 
kind of style and they got big and then but mumford and sons had a like i remember physically meeting people that were like yo i'm going to see mumford and sons like i like mumford and sons like they had they i want to like see the stage f- collapse underneath all 90 <laughs> band members <laughs> <laughs> like like the, the mumford and sons especially back in the early 2010s when like folk music had this kind of like uh reprisal like lumineers was cool and all those songs like um like fuck enough monsters and men like all that kind of like fleet fox is like folk pop became cool. Them, yeah. You can't. That's yeah. why I think they Just stopped making like music that. was because of them. Who? Fleet Foxes. They stopped making music. Why? I think because of that whole movement of like Mumford and Sons and stuff. Oh. oh. If, if it was what I remember Robin or they're Kendall like damn was talking about but like we're it popular was, now. That we was can't like a, have yeah, this. Yeah, no, dude. We're <laughs> we have to be not popular. It's like like there was a definitely like a, a comeback of that style of music and Monsters uh Mumford and Sons was one of those bands that really took off in that. But they legitimately ha- still have like of fam i've never met a person in my life who was like yo i'm going to see imagine Dra-. like i just haven't seen it and like that kind of stuff makes me wonder it's like are these like fake like i'm look this is no disrespect i'm not trying to disrespect imagine dragons or like macklemore or charlie I mean, I feel like if anybody sorry disrespect you david morris but i feel like david morris likes them mm. okay so i feel like it's like people like them okay and i guess maybe i just you know like them Think just like normal ass people. I've never been invited to a wedding of somebody who likes Imagine Dragons, dude. It's just tough. Yeah, the first dance. Yeah. (laughs) No. Okay, so like. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, Macklemore. It's like, okay, thrift shop. Going back specifically to the white rapper thing, Mm because I think this 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 is a note that we need to hit on live from the studio, is. The concept of the white rapper. There, is, I cannot think in recent history, besides maybe Post Malone, of a white rapper who popped off and stayed up for more than four years. Can't think of it. Mm. Now, if Jack Harlow does it, then okay, boom. But even then, you're talking about one every generation. Not to say that four years ago is a generation, but it kind of is. I mean, like, what is considered like popping off, like, to the level of like who? Like, what would be the comparison or example? Like, okay, like, like somebody who like, like who's on radio, like who's like pop, someone like, who's top still, 40 or whatever, somebody who's still culturally relevant to the point where like people are like, it's more of like a vibe thing than like a, a, a exact metric. You kind of just have to like have a sense of like, all right, who's still popping and who's not. You know, like if I like like if I just brought up G Easy, that would strike you as a as a a retro like a throwback rapper. You wouldn't think of G Easy as somebody right now who's like, oh, what's he up to? In my opinion, and maybe this is just because I'm not. But like as the average person who's not actively seeking out music, who's just like exists in the world and is hearing names dropped on a day to day basis, is this person a name that is referred to as somebody who's currently popping? And then I feel like I'm a, a, I'm a good place to talk about this because I'm not a big hip hop head. I'm just a person who is relatively aware of what's going on around me. I've never been a big hip hop head. I've always just listened to shit that people were listening to. So like I've always been in the same place I am now. Yeah. And I could tell you that like, yeah, Drake is still on. Kanye for one reason, like for for this reason or that reason is still very relevant. You know, like yeah. he's a relevant household topic. Uh, Kendrick's still on. Uh, J. Cole... 
I think he needs to drop some. I don't know. Like, like, yeah. I, like it's I mean, like, I feel like Kendrick was also in that realm of like with J Cole, like what you're just saying, describing because Kendrick just dropped an album this year. But okay. I think for like, but however it had been many, like four yeah. or five years. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you don't like, you just kind of have a feeling that they're still there. They're still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't get that vibe from like Wiz Khalifa. Is yeah. Wiz a current active fucking rapper or is he yeah. just a guy yeah. that. He just put out a new album, but at the same time, like putting out an album does not make you relevant. Yeah, he. I don't believe he's had like a number one or like a big hit since the fucking Fast and the Furious song. But I also feel like what is considered like relevant. Like I feel like that's a hard thing if you're comparing it to somebody like Drake. You know, because like Mm -hmm. that he's like there's nobody at like Drake level. Yeah. Like future level. You know, but it's like even with future, like I don't even know like any future songs. I just know like future like songs that are know, featuring yeah, future yeah, you know yeah. but well he just put out that new album it yeah. had a bunch of like it had that. that like i'll wait for you song mm-hmm. it had um that was the only one i can think of really yeah yeah i mean there's a couple songs on there that was dope but i feel like just yeah if you're comparing things to drake and kanye like i feel like that's totally different like there's mm-hmm. it's almost impossible well okay i'm not i don't but, mean to compare it to like but, drake and kanye i'm just saying like just anybody like okay taylor swift but it, but this is relevant. where i was going with this was that yeah. like i feel like it's kind of like music and movies are like in the direction of like books you know it's like there's so many now that like you don't know unless you're like looking for it to know like what is maybe considered like popular or not just because there's so many different like genres or so many different like regions of like people listening to this type of music that type of music you know that it's like yo you can't read every book you can't listen to every artist and like there's like a maybe a few that you would know like harry potter or like twilight but like they like come and they go you know they have mm-hmm. like their moment of shine and and all and and I feel like that even like with the actors and it's hard. It's it really is hard to define exactly what I mean by relevant because it almost sounds like I don't mean as an insult to say that like okay so for instance like I'm active I'm not relevant you know it's yeah. like I don't even mean that as an insult I'm just saying like yeah. I'm not insulting myself when I say it. I'm just like the the reality is is like yes I'm very active right uh, but I'm not relevant. And so, like, when you're talking about, like, okay, well, what does relevant mean? Like, define relevant. Okay, well, Macklemore apparently has more streams on Spotify than Lil Uzi Vert. Right. But who's more relevant? Lil Uzi Vert. So is the, is the metric of relevance based off of just streaming numbers? Well, or see, what do you define yeah. that as? Well, and again, I guess that depends on who you're talking to. Because I feel yeah. like most people would probably be like, oh, Macklemore is probably more relevant. Because, like, you might see him on, like, Ellen or, like... Some you know something that is like more on. Yeah, if you ask like a random person, like a forty-plus-year-old person on the street, yeah. they're probably gonna know Macklemore over Uzi. Yeah, but if you ask someone under thirty, they're gonna know Uzi, or at right. least think that he's more popular than Macklemore. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, it's definitely a hard question. Mm-hmm. But for me, yeah, like going back to the Uzi thing, I'm I was shocked by that because I was like, yo, he just came out with, you know, want to rock and. I, I wanna rock. Yeah, he came out yeah, with that, dude. Yeah, yeah he did a I remix. I want to rock. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey Club remix. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't I, look. Listen, all I'm trying to say is, I hear you. All I'm trying to say is, in particular, particulates to the white rapper people, uh, Young Gravy. Oh yeah, apparently gonna oh, yeah, I forgot him? that he was even a person. What's gonna happen with Young Gravy? I forgot that like TikTok oh gosh, rappers Young count Gravy. as rappers. Did I work on a video with that dude? 
This was so. I didn't even know who he was. I didn't even know. What? Okay. Funny. Look at yeah. guys like Lil Dicky. There's also like, yeah, Lil Dicky, the fucking Dickie, like BB, I mean, TV show. BB but no he did what he had whatever. to do. He had to do what he had to do. Like, the fact of the matter is, is that just being, uh, like, and I like his shit. I like Lil Dicky. I thought he's awesome. I thought he was funny. But his his claim to fame is not his rap a rap yeah he's a fucking comedian who was good at rapping and he used rap and funny rap video premises to get notoriety so that then he could take the next ultimate step in his career which is being a comedy writer or something like that that was his career he's not he's not meant to be a fucking legendary rapper yeah he's not going on like an arena tour yes guys like young gravy it's like okay so you're making like kind of like memeable catchy music that's like funny and kind of corny and shit like that but it's like is that sustainable uh no and and there's like okay so for, that's a difference now who between, might have been the most relevant white rapper since macklemore huh riffraff okay and riffraff is a good example of somebody who like but he that's the other thing but it's it was like, never his music it was always just his like his brand his, his yeah whole vines thing. or tiktoks or whatever but riffraff is like such a crazy white guy that you almost forget he's white yeah like he doesn't he's, like he is literally a character i don't think of riffraff as a white rapper i mm-hmm. think of him as just a fucking maniac rapper <laughs> and i like Maybe it. that's what white is dude well maniac. i mean like like if i was a rapper I'd be a white rapper. That's not like it, but like, yeah, I, the amount of stuff I'd have to do to just for you to forget that I'm white is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. Immeasurable. I can't escape the fact that I'm white. That's not, I think about this also because I think about my brother with, um, you know, doing the rap stuff. And it's like, you know, look, dude, like with the rapping thing specifically, I mean, I just don't. I feel like it, it's such a short shelf life. I mean, even look at like Lincoln Park, and it's like you look back on it. And it's well, like, technically that guy died. So, well, <laughs> the singer I, guy died. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck when the fucking one thing I don't know why doesn't even matter how hard I try. What was that guy's name, dude? Um, uh, I had it a second ago. Not uh, Chester Bennington. That's the uh, fucking singer. Wait, wait. It's um. Um, hold on, because he had the he went single for a bit. Mm-hmm. The on. fact that I'm we're gonna, having this it. long of a delay before you got <laughs> just proving my point. By the way, my point has long been proven. <laughs> true, but please, it's true, it's please true. say your please say the name eventually. But my point is proven. It true, it true. It's like isn't it like mayor or major or something like that? It might be major. That sounds right. I don't know I why, but it I sounds right. I ain't right. even gonna try. It sounds right. My point is. There seems to be a very pertinent shelf life on that stuff. And that's why I think about with Dom, it's like, okay, like maybe you really should try to get more into like the singing aspect of it. Like you can throw in a couple bars, but like, you know, being like a 30 year old. Well, I mean, that's what Post Malone did. He like, he popped off with like a singing kind of rap style. And I don't, he doesn't really even necessarily rap anymore. He makes Mm -hmm. kind of just pop music. And that's kind of what I'm saying. But, I mean, it's that's like, what Taylor Swift did, too. She started off country to get mm-hmm. big, and then once she got big, she was like, actually, I am not country anymore. Yeah, well, because the, the ultimate biggest market is pop, um, pop or hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And um, But if you're if you're starting out, you know, you know, whatever. My point is dumb. On your birthday, it's my, it's my brother's birthday today. Is it? He's 26 oh, years old, yeah. That's, why, I, that's why I'm talking Happy about B-Day, this, really. Happy B-Day, Dom. Yeah. 
Um, it's 26. That'd be G day. And I always our, see people do that. I don't know what that means, though. It means you're a fucking G, baby. True. You yeah. know? Did anybody ever figure out what the fucking Lincoln Park guy's name is, or we gave up? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, did you, oh, you, didn't, you weren't looking it up? <laughs> I know. I was looking oh, at, yeah, yeah, I yeah. got, like, a text that my debit card got frozen, but I think it was, like, a scam text, mm. so. Well, nice. that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan. I am Joe Rogan. I am Joe Rogan. Mm, we can do a couple throwaway topics before I got a dip. Yeah. I'm, my parents are having a little party for my brother before I play my gig. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Should I come over? Yeah, you should. Honestly, if you guys want to come over, you totally can. Um, I'm actually at 3.30. Uh, me and Elizabeth are going to... I was telling Jimmy before the podcast, yeah. but uh, we're, gonna, we're trying to buy a house. Oh, nice. And mm. it's like... The contract is all signed by us. Yeah. And it's sent over to the guy. They took the house off the market, but they didn't send it nice. back signed yet. But yeah. it looks like it's gonna go through. So yeah. we're gonna have a little celebration dinner tonight. Yeah, that's cool. Where uh where's the location at? Uh my apartment. Oh. Where no, the house is. The house is, yeah. Um, your house is in yeah. your apartment? <laughs> Damn. No, the celebration dinner house. is that <laughs> put a mortgage on my fucking bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> um no. like Lake Walker. So it's like right above Belvedere Square, kind of like okay. like Nicol Ave, yeah. Yeah. like house. over by Henry's old house. Yeah, but a little bit up. It's nice. like off a lake. Nice. Yeah, um, which is exactly where I'm thinking about buying a house. Are you yeah, are you gonna have to put any work into it, like Henry's house did, or like no, no? not really. Yeah, nice. it's like pretty move in ready. Nice. Um, it's kind of cool. Like we looked. So once they took the listing down, yeah. If you look at the house now, you actually see the pictures of when it sold the last time previously. Mm. And then, like, we've been looking at that and comparing it. And, like, nice. they did so much work to it that, yeah. like, I think it's going to be good for a decent amount of time. So, and they just got a new roof on it and everything. So, yeah. Sick, should dude. be good to That's cool. Should be good to go for a little Congratulations, bit. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Fucking did it. Fucking I know. House, it's kind of crazy, bro. You got one. You're about to get one. Mahedi has one. Yeah. Dan and Prince have one. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dave wow. Dillard has one. Dave Dillard has one. You and me, yeah. hell no. We ain't never getting a house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could, house I, if I could get a house, that would be crazy. But LA is just so fucking expensive. LA's got to be insane. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, two things I got to get off my chest. Do it on my grind. You know what really grinds my gears? Uh, first, the Baltimore County Fire Department. Mm. You guys know. piss me off because my grandfather was a fucking Baltimore City firefighter. All right, I'm not just I'm not just talking to talk. You're walking to walk. There was a gas Suck leak. In the cock. <laughs> <laughs> fucking white rappers right now, baby. Let's go. <laughs> there was a gas leak in my apartment. I come home. My grandfather died. That's so how he died from the gas leak? No, 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 no. Uh -oh. um, That'd be crazy. That <laughs> yeah. would really piss me off. <laughs> that would really piss me off. That'd be crazy. Kill my grandfather, man. Come on. He was a firefighter. Um, I come home after, you know, my, my grandmother's living at my parents' house now during the week. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I visit, like, often with a non-silent tea. And I come back, and there's, like, 13 fucking fire engines out front of my building. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? I pull into the back lot and there's like a fire truck with like the ladder going up to like the 10th floor climbing in through the window. I'm like, all right, something's going on. 
So I, you know, park my car and walk into the building anyway because I don't see anything smoking. I'm like, all right, I'm going home. It's cold. And I'm walking. I, I always know never take the elevator when there's a potential fire situation. You, you want to get roasted like a fuck in a fucking oven. Take the stairs. So I take the stairs and there's a fire guy, fireman in the thing. And he's like, I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, it's a gas leak. I'm like, all right, well. And then I was like making jokes and he just didn't respond. I was like, oh, whatever, dude. Guess you guys aren't uh, about the jokes. So I go into my house and the next day I get this weird, inescapable smell. And I'm like, what the fuck is that smell? I thought it was my garbage. So I take my garbage out. still there. I thought it was Dom's shoes. Put Dom's shoes on the back. still there. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And then I remember the old BGE commercial from back in the day. There's Wires two. Wires down. <laughs> Red <laughs> alert. Don't go near. You'll get hurt. Get some help. Better rush. And do not, do not, do not touch. That's the first one I remember. Yes, this is a message yeah, from BG. Completely me. not about a gas. Yes. Which is so crazy that we know that stuff. Yeah, like because that's how, that's how well, good. I, you guys know the second verse? BGE knows what, what is best. <laughs> Call on us. That's our request. Yeah. Get some, some help. Yeah. Better rush and do not, do not, do not touch. Wow, the second verse. That's like the second verse of national anthem. You don't really hear it that often, but it, you it's know it. Pretty crazy. No, you don't. But I, we know it. That's that is. It's a quick tangent. Uh, one sentence. One sentence. The tangent. art of the jingle is that's i still know that thing 15 20 years later uh because of a catchy jingle and now that actually helps that was a good psa that's an example of a good psa anyway they had another commercial that ended with something or it was like natural gas smells like rotten eggs if you smell like blah 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 call bg and i was like oh that's what i'm smelling it's like this weird rotten eggs like gross sewery smell and i was like all right oh Last night, there were 15 fucking fire engines in my apartment, and the guy said it was a gas leak. So maybe this is a natural gas leak. Natural thinking, right? So I call 911. I go, hey, look. They go, 911, what's your emergency? I'm like, look, it's not an emergency. I don't think. But my apartment smells really bad. You need to send the fire department. I think there's a gas leak. And I know that there are people here last night, blah, blah, blah. Now, all I'm thinking is I just want to mess with the people. that I'm tired of my manager. I'm like, I'm anything I can do uh, to fuck with them just to get their shit together, whatever. So they come. They knock on the door. They were like, what apartment? I'm like, look, you don't need to come to my apartment. But it's 1115. And so they're like, whatever. I got to knock on the door. I'm like, great. You're just like playing with lighters. A hundred percent. Flicking matches Turning the TV on and off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they they come on. The pilot light thing. (laughs) (laughs) And so they walk in. I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? And just no conversation. Just nothing. Just And they're walking around. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I don't smell anything. I'm like. Uh, well, it kind of comes and goes in waves, but it's like, really, I can smell it like under the sink. And so they smell it, nothing. Just acting like I'm a complete maniac. And of course, the maintenance guy comes up to this like stupid fucking idiot maintenance guy. And 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 he's mad at me because I called the apartment, I mean, called the fire department 
instead of him. And he's like, well, next time, just call maintenance, man. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no. When there's a gas leak? Yeah. First of all, <laughs> no, fuck? because it's your fault there's a gas leak in the first place. So I'm not going to call the guy who fucked up to then unfuck it up. Also, my disposal is broken for three weeks. All right? I don't have that kind of fucking timeline if there's a gas leak for you guys to get your shit together. So no, I am calling the fire department because I pay fucking taxes. And that's what's going to happen. So they walk in. And so they're just fucking being just like assholes. I was like, yeah, man. Like, there was a gas leak last night. He was like... The maintenance guy was like, there wasn't no gas leak, man. Somebody just let the stove on. I'm like, all right, well, guess what? I talked to the fire department, and he said it was a gas leak. And then I'm thinking, you know what? If you guys were more fucking communicative, then I would fucking know what the hell was going on. Then I live in a fucking building, and I come home to 13 fucking fire engines out front last night, and then I smell a gas leak today, and I call, and now I'm the fucking dick? I'm the fucking dick. Because I walk into my fucking building, I can't even take the fucking elevator, and I ask somebody what the fuck is going on, and instead of making a good conversation and saying, oh, here's what's going on, don't be scared, whatever, just go, oh, it's fucking, not saying shit. So now I don't know what the fuck's going on, so what's my natural instinct? Any smart human being, what the fuck should I do? Well, I'm going to call the fire department if I think something's wrong. Finally, another guy walks in, another fucking fire guy, and goes, yeah, blah, 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 and I was like, do you smell it? He's like, oh, yeah, I smelled it since I was down the hall. I'm like, oh, so you do fucking smell it. You do fucking smell. Turns out it was a fucking um, sewer gas leak. So it wasn't a natural gas leak. It was a sewer gas leak. So I'm a dick because I smell something that was fucking leaking. But it wasn't exactly what I thought it was leaking. And so the fire department is fucking sitting in there just like, give me the fucking like stone face like I'm the fucking nerd at a party. I'm like, dude, I don't have to fucking impress you. Do your fucking job. And when somebody asks you a fucking question, answer the question or don't be, don't show up like I'm inconveniencing you from sitting around at the fucking firehouse watching friends reruns. Like fucking show up and do your fucking job and be an actual public service. So fire department, that's a, that's a negative review for you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Negative sorry, review. I'm, I, that's bullshit, dude. Like it is bullshit. I should not feel that way. When I'm doing also, what like, I think is best. shouldn't they be happier when they don't have to go to a call that's an active fire? Yeah. Yeah. They should. They should be happy that there's... And the building... That's like getting to go on like a field trip for school. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what's going on. The maintenance man was pissed at me because when I call up and say something's wrong with the building, it makes him look bad at his job. So he's not happy with me. That's great, dude. Uh, here's an idea. Be better at your job. Because it's not my job to fucking die in a gas fire because I don't want to get you in trouble. All right? Anyway, second gear grinding, and we can we can close it out. Um, Seven Eleven cashiers. Oof, you're grinding my gears, dude. You are grinding my fucking gears. Yeah, I walk put up the- a little piece of plastic to separate you from the customer, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're not friends anymore. We're just not cool. You don't even know. It, we're we're fucking Zoom calling over the counter now. There's no fucking sense. I walk into the fucking thing. And I'm playing at the horse on Friday night, and the bartender girl goes, hey, can you get me some sun chips? She gives me a $5 bill. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll walk across to get her some sun chips. Walk in, can't find fucking sun chips. Walking around, I know there's sun chips here. I can't find them. Look in the chip section, blah, blah, blah. Walk up to the counter. Hey, man, you guys have sun chips? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Points in a general direction. Okay, walk back over like a fucking retard. Looking around, nothing. Walk back. Hey, man, did you say it was over there? I'm asking for sun chips. He's like, yeah. And then he points over here. Different place. Now he's pointing in a different place. So now I walk over that place. No fucking sun chips. Walk up for the fourth fucking time. And I say, hey, man, you say you have sun chips. I've looked in these places earlier. And then he points in another place. I'm like, dude, look, I'm just being honest. Can you help me? Clearly, I'm having a hard time. You're on your phone. 
Can you help me find the fucking thing? You know what he does? First, he goes to shake his head. No, he can't help me. Mm. Then he realizes how fucking retarded that would be if he did that. So then he goes, okay. So then he walks out. He takes me to the fucking gum section. Looking for gum, right? No. I'm looking for sun chips. Now, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Because I'm, I'm a little fuming right now. It's one thing. You're huffing too much sewage, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a little crazy. I'm going to reel it back. It's one thing to work at 7-Eleven and not speak English. That's fucking fine. Great. It's another thing to work at 7-Eleven, not speak English, and think I'm the fucking idiot and treat me like so. It's one thing. It's another thing for me to walk in and go, hey, man, where is this thing? And you go, no one, you don't fucking understand a word I'm saying. Just go. And then I go, hey, can you do this? And you go. And then I go, hey, can you just go. And then and on the third point, he's laughing with the other cashier. Like, look at this fucking idiot. He can't find gum. Meanwhile, I'm asking for sun chips. And then on the fourth attempt, when I go, hey, can you help me? Almost not. Like, I'm so fucking stupid that you're not even going to help me. Fuck you. I'm browsing Instagram. And then realizing that for the past five fucking minutes, you had no idea what the fuck I was saying. Is that not fucking arrogant as shit? If I was in fucking uh, Kuala Lumpur or wherever the fuck he's from, and I'm just sitting there at a 7-Eleven, and I go, and then he goes, I'm like, uh, duh. And then they go, and I go, dude, there. And he's like, hey, can you help me? And I'm like, whatever, dude. And I'm like, yeah, you said you were looking for motor oil, right? And he's like, no, I was looking for tasty cakes. I'm like, oh, you fucking idiot. Why didn't you say that? Though? Why didn't you say that? <laughs> Why didn't you fucking say that? I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. You don't get a pass for not speaking English if you're going to be a dick about it. All right? You don't. You don't. You don't. I'm going to treat you with the same standard as any other fucking person. If I walked into a place and a guy who spoke perfect King's English was acting that way, I'd call him a fucking prick too. And you know what? Don't fucking treat me in Fells Point, Maryland like I'm the fucking asshole when you're clearly the fucking asshole. So 7-Eleven employees, negative review. You're on the same level as fucking fire department and that was pretty hard to do in the same fucking week to piss me off more than the fire department. But you did it. So congratulations. Just closing thoughts on that is um, never take a first date to a 7-Eleven or the fire department. <laughs> Definitely not do that. <laughs> they don't have your back. <laughs> they won't make you look cool. Wow. That was a great close thought. Um, <laughs> guys, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks yeah, for thanks for in coming in, studio. Scott. Yeah. It was good to have you on the cast again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For our like... Every two-year check-in. Two-year check-in. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Scott, Daniel Albrecht on everything, right? On everything. Maybe it'll change. Soon. Mm-hmm. Got uh, my SAG card just recently, ooh, so nice. yeah, it might change my Sagging. name. What's your, what's your SAG name? I don't know. I was thinking maybe using my mom's last name. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. So like that would be in the credits now? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just go with your name? I feel like... Uh, I'm trying to think of a stage name. I don't know. Mm. Thinking about maybe switching it up, you know, <laughs> having a shorter name. Albrecht, kind of long. Scott Moon's cool. Scott Moon would be cool. 
That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Or Daniel Very Moon. Very kid cuddy. Daniel Moon. Be but cool. I already have a cousin named Daniel Moon, so I don't want to. Is he in the SAG? No, but I'm fucking. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. if he ever wants to join, if yeah. you take Daniel Moon, he'll have yeah. to be Daniel yeah. Scott Moon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll have to be Daniel Albrecht. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a full Korean guy, <laughs> Daniel Albrecht. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys. For now. Uh, at Scott Daniel Albrecht across the board. Eric, you got anything coming up, dude? Uh, Let the people know. Yeah, closing on a house. So that's taking mm. up most of my time. Um, other than that, fucking at Eric Glazer on everything, at LTS Podcast on everything, mm-hmm. and at Sophomore MD for the band. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Check out the band. This new single is out over six billion millistreams right now mm-hmm. i'm gonna let you do a lot of a lot of positive uh notes on the backup vocals on that song yeah yeah a lot of people have really been over the moon about yeah. the backing vocals like, more so than anything else let's go i've had at least four requests for just a solo backing vocal track um no other <laughs> instrumental which i was like you know what whatever um guys this week uh as you may or may not know is thanksgiving all right um a couple tips to leave leave you with if you're a human being uh, in America, uh, Wednesday night is one of the biggest drinking nights of the year. If you're going out, go out in your hometown. That's where you're going to want to be. You may not like going out in your hometown any other night of the year. And you know what? You don't have to. You don't even have to do it this Wednesday. But you should because it is the one time of year. It's National Small Talk Day. Let's put it that way. You're going to go out. You're going to see people you haven't seen in a while. It's going to be a good time. And there's no better place to be. There is no place like home than Thanksgiving Eve. If you're from Towson, don't go out in Fells Point. Because let me tell you something from experience. It's not going to be what you think it's going to be. The place to be is Towson. If you're from Catonsville, go to the fucking whatever bar is over there. That's where you're going to be. So either don't go out, in which case, Whatever. If you do, go out in your hometown. Uh, as far as Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, uh, Native Americans. Sorry. Uh, this weekend, the Point Towson with the band, 8.32, a.m. We only took that gig because, again, it's a hometown weekend. Everybody's back. So we figured, why not do a little Towson band gig at the Point? It should be fun. That's uh, Saturday, November 26th. And then uh, uh, Tuesday's a perennial for now. For now, I will not say anything more than that. Uh, at Jimmy Celeski, at Sophomore MD, at LFTS Podcast across the board. Until next week, happy Turkey Day and peace. Peace.